Good morning, Liberty. Which, what you wow. got there? That just tastes so good. Oh man, Coca-Cola, zero sugar. It's not too bad. No, now it's they, not too bad. They changed it to zero sugar. Does that? I mean, was there some kind of copyright infringement maybe on just saying zero? I, I don't like? know. I feel like they did it first, though. That's right. And then Pepsi, like, I think changed theirs away uh, from zero. Who knows? Man. But it, but it tastes good. It tastes like freedom. tastes like liberty. This is good morning, liberty. Hit the subscribe button on the podcast. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, they've got this coupon on the side. It says, sip and scan. If you subscribe <laughs> in the first two minutes of this podcast, you will receive... The very next podcast released directly to your phone. Automatically. Automatically. Yeah. Yeah. So Sip and scan. It's Sip. a pretty good deal. This is better than the deal running yesterday, but you have less time to do it. Yeah. A little bit more urgency on this So one. you better hit that sip and scan button. <laughs> did you, like, honest, honest, no BS assessment, did you watch any of the debate last night at all? No. Okay. Actually, well, that's a lie. I listened to about 30 seconds worth of clips that you were cutting up this morning. (laughs) (laughs) So you already hear how terrible it is. (laughs) It's, uh, I can only imagine. I I saw a few updates last night, but you know what? I don't get CNN. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't get fake news to my house. (laughs) I saw people on the online complaining that CNN didn't have it up on uh, like YouTube live or anything that they only let you watch it live on their website. And uh, we're complaining about that. And, it's like, oh, that's because they want to make more money. Yeah. Like, that. that's why. They're down to, like, 500,000 viewers. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're going to overtake them soon. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yes. So, the debate, just, uh, Charlie, you didn't watch it. So, just so you know, they're gonna, the government's going to provide everything for you. There's not even a need to even have this podcast anymore. No. No. No reason to discuss any ideas. Just your life is taken care of. There's nothing to worry about at Why all. would anybody vote against that? I don't know. I don't it know. Sounds sounds like it would be a good idea. I was trying to figure out which one we could talk about first, but I think we'll go down the healthcare part first because a lot of talk about Medicare for all last night. We have a couple articles up on GoodMorningLiberty.us or BernieLies.com talking about some of these things. But I wanted to get your take on this. This. Well, wait, hang on. Before yep. you start that though, this whole BernieLies.com thing. Yeah. Do you have something special coming for people? We do. We have. What's that? We got merch. What? We got merch. T-shirts. T-shirts. Tank tops. Coffee mugs. Coffee mugs. Anything you need. You name it, actually. We'll add it on there. If you (laughs) want to defeat socialism, this is how you do it. Yeah. Right here. Because Bernie lies. And all his ilk. And any money that we take in from that is going to put directly back into our wallet so we can do what we want with it. Exactly. But... And what we want to do what we is want to do. De- defeat socialism. <laughs> yes. So we are putting that, we'll run it, uh, we'll put it back in the advertising for uh, our, you know, growing the movement on the Facebook page, the podcast, the website, all that stuff, getting people to the right information all the time. So any money made from that, it's going to go right back into the business. If so. you support these ideas, you're going to want a Bernie Lies tank. And let's talk about the amazingness of this capitalism that we're that we're seeing right now because you guys know what the cool part about this merch store is i don't know if you've heard of drop shipping but basically you don't have to do anything like you just upload your designs and then you can upload a merch store 
or whatever you want to sell on Etsy or whatever the website is that you want to do. And you don't have to put any money up front. And you can have, like, we can offer like 50 different products on our merch store right now. And we don't have to buy inventory for any of it. No. It's crazy. They make it when you order it. And you don't, like, we don't have to put money up front, which is it's it's like amazing. A, it's like a McDonald's quarter pounder. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's cooked in, fresh. <laughs> cooked fresh. Just hot and fresh just for you. Yes. As um, soon as you order it. Like, if you want to make your own store, if you want to make your own designs, you you can make your own design and then go on this website and upload the design to a t-shirt and then just have a store and you never have to put any money up front. Like that just when people buy it, the money goes to the person who's making the shirt and then the profit goes to you and you don't have to worry about putting money up front. It's amazing. That's uh, unbelievable. It reminds me of, we have a, a, a talk coming up at YaleCon. Yeah. And so to look fresh, uh, I ordered a new suit from Indochino and it's amazing. I just went and got measurements and custom, all custom. And they sent in my measurements. Somebody made the suit, and it's arriving at my house today. It's like it's literally like ten days. Yeah, it's crazy. You ordered it like at the beginning of last week, or or late yeah. the week before that. Ten days, like literally ten or twelve days ago. Custom made to measure suit. It's gonna look yes. great, feel good, and they don't even have to pay us money to say all this. No, they don't. Not yet. No. Maybe they will. <laughs> they will. They're gonna want to. They'll probably appreciate that we already have Indochino suits. I know. It's absolutely amazing, and all for cheap costs. Like a custom-made suit back in, you know, even a year ago probably or two years ago would cost you fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. wasn't It wasn't even close to that. It was like a fourth of that. Yeah, yeah, a fifth. It's crazy. It was insane. And I got a custom shirt and two ties thrown in with the deal. Maybe we could have them come up with some kind of a uh, healthcare plan for us. I just don't understand how capitalism can suck when you have things like this. That's crazy. Like, we live in the greatest time. I just ordered groceries on my phone. You don't even have to go anywhere. No. You literally never need to leave your house. And it's coming to my house in two hours. Everything I could ever want. That's crazy. And you know, like, the best thing about Instacart and when you're shopping for groceries is, like, you ever have, you ever go to the store and you have trouble finding the spices that you want because there's a thousand different spices all in the same location and you yeah. have to like scan through and literally on my phone I can just search. And so like if I want cinnamon, I just say cinnamon and hit select. I never have to look for it. Finally. It's amazing. Problem solved. They only charge $9.99 for delivery. I'd I'd probably pay like 30. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it really it really just depends on how much you value your time. Yeah. And your time is pretty darn valuable. It so. is. So it's a way better for you to have someone else do the shopping for you. Well, and let's think about that because it would take me at least 15 to 20 minutes to get to the grocery store. Yeah. Then probably 30 minutes to do the shopping and then 15, 20 minutes to get home. So you're looking at over an hour of wasted time. And you bill out at five grand an hour. So yeah. the math is easy on Or that. more depending on the client. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not that much. Kidding, so, kidding. Well, let's see what um, Elizabeth Warren had to say about Medicare for All. Well, okay, so that's a, a, a tiny view on some cool things about capitalism. Let's see what socialism has to offer us. Let's see what we can get. Of insurance <laughs> premiums and other costs. Are you also, quote, with Bernie on Medicare for All when it comes to raising taxes on middle-class Americans so to pay for giant it? giant corporations and billionaires are going to pay more. Middle-class families are going to pay less out-of-pocket for their health care. And I'd like to finish talking about Addie, 
the guy who has ALS. This isn't funny. <clears throat> this is somebody who has health insurance and is dying. And every month, he has about $9,000 in medical bills that his insurance company won't cover. His wife, Rachel, is on the phone for hours and hours and hours begging the insurance company, please cover what the doctors say he needs. He talks about what it's like to go online with thousands of other people to beg friends, family, and strangers for money so he can cover his medical expenses. The basic profit model of an insurance company is taking as much money as you can in premiums and pay out as little as possible in health care coverage. That is not working Thank for you. Americans across this country. Thank you, Senator. Medicare for all. Okay. I like the first thing she said. Well, oh, I don't like it. I just think it's funny. Yeah. Because who's going to pay more taxes? It's going to be giant corporations and billionaires. You want to know why? Because yeah. Elizabeth Warren doesn't own a corporation and she's a millionaire. Yeah. She's... So that way she doesn't have to pay. It's going to be the billionaires and the giant corporations. So she's worth, uh, they'll say later, um, $65 million. She is? That was uh, Blaney. Or oh, that's right. She's worth $18 million. Sorry, oh, I just, looked that up. Just yeah. 18. Just 18. Yeah. Yeah. So she is... She's not one of the rich people. She she speaks for the people. She gets you like, know? I don't know, she gets what four hundred thousand dollars for <clears throat> teaching one class, I think yeah. at Harvard or something. Like, who would ever take that class? Oh man, <laughs> I kind of want to take it just to go give her a hard time. <coughs> I think, but but that first line, that first line is going to be giant corporations and billionaires who are going to you know pay more money because that way she doesn't have to take her eighteen million. And, you know, pay some extra with that. And that's kind of a recurring theme throughout the night is uh, that the, the rich are going to pay more taxes, obviously, under all of these people's plans. And um, she also will not answer the question of whether or not taxes are going to go up on the middle class. You'll hear that uh, again later. She refuses to say that she will raise taxes on the middle class. Bernie is the only one, actually. Uh, ironically, us having a website called BernieLies.com. But Bernie is the only one who has came out and said, yes, taxes are going to go up. He told the truth. Yeah, he literally, yeah, he told the truth for once, and the truth was that he's going to raise your taxes. Did his few hairs that he have catch on fire after he did that? Um, I'm, I don't know. Maybe he's wearing a, a wig now. I'm not sure. <laughs> he's still got the same hairs, I think. But So that was the first thing, was that I had another, a, a second thing. There's like three things out of that statement that I really wanted to talk about. The the second one was her telling this story about the guy who has ALS and who has tons of medical bills. I think she said it was like $9,000 a month. It's not funny. No. She's not, right about she's that. She's right about that. Not funny at all. Um, the guy has about $9,000 a month in bills that the insurance companies are not covering. Um, well, the very first part on that, I guess a little side tangent, is that there's a confusion between health insurance and, and health care. Like those are two different things. Yes. First off. So insurance, um, as Chris Rock would say, is in case that's that's you know, in case in case stuff happens. Yes. That's that's what he would say. Insurance is not okay, we know that this is gonna be an expense all the time and we're gonna cover it, unless you had the insurance when that happened to you. And in, in that case, then they right. should be covering it. But uh a lot of people confuse this, that it's the job of, of health insurance companies to make sure that no one 
is paying anything out of pocket for healthcare or that healthcare costs are down or anything like that. They're just insurance. And insurance is a hedge against a risk for something that is unlikely to happen or there wouldn't be insurance. Well, let's use this simple example that she goes over. His medical cost after insurance is $9,000 a month. So if we just, let's say it's one insurance company and this one guy, Eddie, is he, does that mean is is he paying like the insurance company nine thousand dollars and nine thousand fifty dollars a month? Because yep. <laughs> that way that they have enough I'd, from his premiums that he's paying every month to cover his healthcare costs. Plus, they'll make a small profit of fifty dollars a month. That doesn't seem unreasonable. More than likely, at the most, he's he's probably paying a thousand dollars a month for okay. insurance and the health the health insurance company is paying out about $100,000 a month in healthcare costs, so, something like that. So so, <laughs> so if they did that for everyone... Yeah, not good. Um, I don't think that works. I don't think that math adds up. I just checked the math and no, it doesn't add up. That's like one one-thousandth yeah. of what you need to have, which is like what part Native American Elizabeth Warren yeah, is. They're, they're, they're coincidentally. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. Know how that that must be a coincidence. The other side of that that really bothered me was her talking about how this guy has to go online and ask for help from friends and family and neighbors and strangers and things like this. So the first part about that is when you need help, I don't think it's a bad thing for people to come to your aid and, and help you. Like that's, that's what you should do. It's a you... great thing about GoFundMe, and Bernie Sanders has talked negatively about it before, too. And it's great that people are voluntarily giving money to people who need it. That's that's great. The last time I looked it up, uh, Americans, after they were fleeced for all the taxes, still gave $400 billion to charity. $400 billion. Is it was more money in charity than like the next twenty something countries combined. That was still after they paid what three point three trillion dollars in taxes. Yes, S- something like that. Mm-hmm. Still another another half a trillion in in charitable in donations. Yeah, right. So, which seems crazy to me. So everybody talks about you know I was in a, in a Facebook discussion and everybody talks about how oh well I wouldn't mind to pay more taxes uh, to help my fellow American with with what they need well you already have that option it's called charity you know you find a need in the community if everybody found a need in their community wherever it was maybe it's your HOA maybe it's like a group of neighbors maybe it's your church maybe it's the the legion that you're a part of or whatever what do they call those things VF, VFW the American Legion those, the American yeah. Legion yeah uh, what other 4-H clubs or whatever, <laughs> Boy Scouts, it doesn't matter. Whatever community that you're a part of, um, you should find a need in that community and fill it. That's what, the, instead of demanding that the government use force to take taxes from you, you already have the option to volunteer your resources to help your fellow man. And if 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 medical coverage is your number one priority, find a medical need somewhere in the community and just pay it for somebody. That's your extra taxes that you're so willing to pay. You might as well just do it because it's already an option. I don't understand why it has to be forced on everyone else. Well, I think it's this idea, and 
part of this is a correct idea that healthcare is way too expensive. We're not saying that it's not yes, too expensive. It's way it, too expensive. And it is too expensive and the government's sorry. They're they're real sorry about that. But they're sorry that they made it expensive. Yes, they're sorry that they made it so expensive so then they can come to help with a solution for a problem that they created. Yes. Is uh, is what we're talking about now. But and then she also said, well, okay. So on this charity thing still the the weird kind of backwards logic there that it was wrong for someone to go ask for help from strangers so what we must do is forcefully take money from strangers <laughs> instead like that's the flip side of that right and like i just can't get i can't get over how backwards that entire ideology is right. that that it's wrong for people to voluntarily give money and if with, they're 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 voluntarily giving the money, and you are arguing that it would be better if we forcefully took the money from them against their will, it's and 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 they voluntarily give the money with no transaction fees. Yeah. If you forcefully take the money through taxation, there's all these administrative costs Waste. and transaction fees that happen. It's like what forty cents of every dollar or something like that. Oh, at least literally just wasted. How many government federal government employees there are now? Like ten million. I think it's it's unbelievable. I know there's like ninety thousand. There's like just ninety thousand IRS employees. It's so, it's so crazy. She also said. Um, she also said that the the model for the insurance companies is to take in as much money as possible and to pay out as little money as possible, which is literally the business model for every single business that there is. That's like business plan 101. And we did, in one of our articles that we put out, we went over the uh, profit margins of insurance companies versus profit margins of other companies here at, in our nice little capitalism experiment that we have going, our government-ran capitalism experiment that we have right now. Um, and the the average net profit for an insurance company was like 4% at the end of the year. You know, it's it's hardly anything. And then you compare that to a company like Apple, whose average net profit is 22% at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, and as far as companies in our, in our economy go, healthcare insurance is like one of the lowest profit margin it, um, companies that there are. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So to say that, that the, that the model is broken because they're taking too many profits or that their business model is wrong. It's, it, it doesn't make any sense. And you should want them to be trying to pay out the least amount of money possible because that is the only remaining incentive for healthcare costs to, to be as low as they are right now, even right. though they're super high. The only incentive right now is that the insurance companies are going to try their best to deny everything that they can. And while they don't get away with all of it, the fact that they are doing that is the only thing keeping our healthcare costs uh, it, down as low as they are because the government's doing everything they can to make healthcare, healthcare costs as high as possible. So it's a, they're fighting against uh, an industry in healthcare, which is being artificially inflated in price by, by government regulations and restrictions. Uh, and, you know, Bernie's been railing against uh, pre- prescription drug companies lately and how you can go to Canada and get a drug for 10% less. I guarantee you, you look at Canada's process for approving the use of drugs. How many times have you heard that there's a drug you can get in Canada that you can't get in the U.S.? 
Why mm -hmm. is that? Because if the company wanted to make more money, they would make it available in the U.S. So it's not because they don't want to make more money. It's simply because they're not allowed to sell it in the U.S. Canada doesn't have an FDA. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and all the regulations that go along with it. And I'm sure they have some regulations, but the, the point, the, the fact that you can go there and get drugs that aren't for sale in our evil capitalist system that we have here is purely means that there are government restrictions in the U.S. keeping those drugs from being sold, which means the drugs are cheaper in Canada because they don't have to deal with everything that our companies do with the FDA. Right. Well, and they're the same companies, by I know, the way. I know. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like they're, they're American-owned companies or they're European-owned companies. They're all the same pharmaceutical companies. They're just allowed to sell it in other countries and not in the United States. It's just it's mind-boggling. But I want to go back to your business plan, though, because imagine if you went to investors and you said, hey, here's our idea. for I want you to help me start this business. And what we're going to do is is we're going to take in, uh, you know, a mediocre amount of money in premiums. The least amount possible. The least amount possible that we can take from people. And we are going to literally pay out as much as we possibly can in coverage. Yeah. And we'll be in the red from day one and we'll never be profitable. And you'll never make your money back. In fact, we're going to just take all of it. How many investors do you think would sign up for that business model? Mm, none of them. I have the government. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the only investor that would oh, sign because, up. Oh, because they're allowed to uh, <laughs> take a gun to your house yeah. and, and forcibly take your money. And if they can't get enough, they can just make new money. It's, right. Uh, you know, they don't have to worry about that. Well, so, you know, and, you know, who cares about inflation or any of the other economic economical laws that take place when that happens? That's a, people don't think about that kind of thing at all. Because that's what happens. If you look at history, it's very easy to tell. Let's see. Uh, speaking of the wealthy and some economics, we'll uh, listen to this one. I think this is John Delaney is who they're going to be talking to. Uh, Congressman Delaney, I'm coming to you now. Your estimated net worth is more than $65 million. That would He's make you subject to Senator Warren's like proposed wealth tax on the assets of the richest 75,000 homes, households, or so in the United States. Do you think Senator Warren's wealth tax is a fair way to fund childcare and education? I think wealthy Americans have to pay more. Listen, I grew up in a blue-collar family. First in my family <laughs> to go to college, became a successful entrepreneur, created thousands of jobs, supported thousands of entrepreneurs all around this country. And I've done well financially. I think I should pay more in tax. I think wealthy <laughs> Americans should pay more in tax. But we have to then have a... pay more, John. Right. First off, I think I should pay more in taxes. It's not that hard. Yeah. Not that hard. Pay, just pay more. Write a check. That's if you if you truly are standing there saying, I think I should pay more, then, then do it. Then do it. That it's you can do it. They will allow you to write them a check. They will not turn it away. It is the typical do as I say, not as I do. Uh, not being able to practice what you're preaching whatsoever, non-principled stance all yes. the time. So uh, uh, we'll go back into this. Well, and it, it, the other thing about that is, is like somebody has said to me that they like the IRS won't accept uh, extra payments or whatever or overpayments. Uh, they will actually. I looked up. I looked that up because somebody challenged me on that. I looked it up, and you absolutely can send the government any amount of money that you possibly want to. Oh crap! And they will put it in the coffers. They'll uh, so you're saying that you can stroke a check mm -hmm. and they will accept it. Yeah. I'm not okay. sure if you can like cash app them. I don't know if they've got that set up yet. Probably <laughs> not. 
Venmo, probably not PayPal. No, but you, they'll take checks and they'll take cash. Do you want to send them some extra money? No. Why not? No, I tried to send them the least amount of money possible, just like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I try to, I try to. If I could pay nine percent, I would. Well, uh, let's uh, let's try that out. See how that goes. Wealthy Americans should pay more in tax, but we have to have a real solution. The real solution is to raise the capital gains rates. There is no reason why people who invest for a living should pay less than people who work for a living. That's ridiculous. So okay. Deflect, 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 deflect. And just so you know, there is a reason that people who invest for a living should pay less than people who work for a living. Now, keep in mind, I don't want anyone to pay any taxes for a living. You know, that's that's not what I want. But the idea of raising the capital gains tax because it's wrong that someone like they'll use Warren Buffett, you know, they'll, they'll use the most successful investor ever in, in human history. Uh, and talk about how he pays less money than his secretary. Well, a lower percentage rate than his secretary does. Pays way more money, though. Yeah, way more money, <laughs> for sure. But uh, this whole idea that he that he's talking about how we should raise the capital gains tax, this, this goes on that whole uh, consumption-driven economy because on the capital gains rate, investment... That's the production side of the economy. That's where everything comes from. I always say that there's a chicken and an egg scenario, and in this one, you know which one comes first. Because for someone to buy something, someone has to create something first. So you can't say that consumption drives the economy or is the first step in the economy, because the first step for the consumer to buy something is for something to be produced. And the thing is, the easier you make it to produce things, the cheaper you make it to produce things, the higher standard of living, the lower cost for everything that, that there will be. And the, and the more growth yeah. that, you can, that you can accumulate. That's why we can sit here and talk about how... Uh, uh, that's why a poor person in America still has some type of smartphone, still has some type of car most of the time, still has a place to live in that probably has air conditioning, uh, you know, has all these things. And that's because we've been able to continue to produce and produce and keep growing, keep growing all the time to where eventually poverty looks like a, poverty is a better condition than the wealthiest person in the world had 100 years ago. Not even 100 years ago. Yeah, prob probably like 50, not. 50, 60 years ago. So that, that, that side first, I wanted to talk a a little bit more on the capital gains rate because this is this is something I wasn't I wasn't planning on bringing up but I saw that Joe Biden wants to he actually wants to double the capital gains tax. That's 15% right yeah, now, right? He wants to raise that up to 30. So I saw that Trump Trump, Donald Trump, the current president, um he actually wants to keep the rate the same, but he wants to do quite possibly the most basic economic smart logical thing that i have seen that i have seen him speak of since he became the president what he wants to do is if let's say that you invested a hundred dollars and then uh in let's say a year from now you have two hundred dollars from that investment well so your gain was a hundred dollars mm -hmm. and your capital gain tax is 15 percent so the, the capital gains tax is going to be $15 out of the 100 So here's what Trump wants to do. He wants that capital gain to account for inflation. 
because this is one thing that Thomas Sowell talks about in basic economics I thought was beautiful, is that over that year when you took your $100 and it turned into $200, well, what also happened was there was inflation during that time. And so if there was inflation of 2 to 3%, then at the time that you have that $200 at the end of the day, it's actually only worth like what $180 would have been worth a year ago. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Hundred, you know, I don't know what the actual math would be on that. Somewhere in the one nineties, probably one ninety eight. I don't know what it because if you're, I don't know if it, if it actually comes out to a straight statistic like that or not. But let's just say it's one ninety eight. Well, I think the the actual inflation rate is probably a little higher than what they actually yeah. give you. So regardless, the if you invested a hundred and at the end of the next year you had two hundred. They want to, Trump is saying that we should account for inflation in that. Instead of saying that you had a $100 gain on your on your $100, that you actually only had like a $98 gain on your $100, and then they'll tax the 98 instead of the 100 which is beautiful. It, it's, it keeps the rate the same, only it uses common sense when, when applying the tax. That's genius. It's, it's really smart, and I loved it because I've read basic economics like eight times now, and it's one of the things that he talks about in there. And it's one of the things that people have to take into account when they make investments. Because if you're going to make a 20-year investment and you're going to have a 2 or 3% inflation rate every single year, well, you have to, inca- you have to account for that inflation over that, whole, over that entire span of time. And you have to make sure that at the end of that 20 years, you're not only going to be able to pay for that inflation, but then you're going to make the the gain on it that you wanted to make. So this is something that's still kind of hindering the production and the investment side, is that it's it's cutting away from people's gains. Obviously, the capital gains tax does that. But some at some point in time, if you take, if you had your $100 investment, and at the end of the year, you had $103 at the end of the next year, then you're going to get taxed 15% on that $3 gain. When in reality, you didn't have a gain. That was just inflation, right? At all, uh, that no gain. So well, and also think about who's invested in the stock market. Probably really, really poor people. <laughs> I would say. Well, well, but also everyone's invested in the stock market. That's true. Like you know? a, a half half of Americans in some kind of direct form because of their. 401ks, their pension plans, their your Roth IRAs, yeah, all the IRAs, IRAs, all that, all that but, kind well, of stuff. Well, so a standard IRA, you're already taxed on the money. Yeah, and then you get capital gains tax on yeah. your gains. Yeah, so it's just like, and then you got when you buy something in sales tax, and you live in a house, property tax. Even if you rent, you're still paying property tax for the uh, the homeowner. It's there's just taxes on taxes on taxes, <laughs> and now we got tariffs, which makes your goods even more expensive. Yeah. When you spend the money, you got to pay a sales tax for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy, actually. You know, I went to the lake the other day, and there was a five dollar usage tax for to park at, mm. to, and have access to the and use you know the lake stuff that the government had built, the Army Corps of Engineer. Well, we can't make it a private lake because they would charge for it. Right, we can't do that. No, no, no way. but but I actually don't mind a usage tax. Yeah, that yeah. makes that makes sense. Like I'm gonna okay, so I'm gonna I haven't used. I've never been to that floating mill park area before center Hill Lake here in Nashville, just outside of Nashville, really nice Lake. If you ever get a chance to go and, uh, I've never been to that floating mill park. So I've never paid that usage tax my entire life. And then I went to use it and it was five bucks and I was more than happy for five bucks. We spent a couple hours there. It was nice. Did a little swimming. It was a good time. 
that makes the most sense if you're going to pay any type of taxes is if you actually use something. Yeah, it does. It's just like having a toll road. As long as the money actually goes to the roads, good it lord, doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really go no. there. You ever been to New Jersey? You know, in Illinois, <laughs> uh, they have a. You're now going to be taxed on basically a capital gain kind of tax when you trade in your car. You're going to pay a tax on the value of your car when you trade it in. Even though you already paid Even for it. Even though you paid a tax when you bought the car. Right. And you paid taxes on the gas. And you paid taxes every time you had it serviced. You, I mean, it's... You probably it, had to buy tires before you needed to. You paid taxes on the money that you used to buy the gas that was taxed, that was used to pay for roads that came from your property taxes. That, And then you're just going to get taxed now if you trade in trade in your car on your trade-in value. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I'll just trade it in in Kentucky. Yeah, well, they still they still tax you if you're an Illinois resident. Doesn't matter where you traded in. Oh wow! They they thought of everything, every way to tax. Illinois has came up with every way that you can be taxed. That's okay. So let's, here's, let's hear about more taxes. Let's hear about more taxes. <laughs> Here we go. A little bit of reparations. Many of your opponents support a commission to study the issue of reparations for slavery, but you are calling for up to five hundred billion dollars in financial assistance. What makes you qualified to determine how much is owed in reparations? Well, first of all, it's not $500 billion in financial assistance. It's $500 billion, 200 to $500 billion payment of a debt that is owed. That is what reparations is. We need some deep truth telling when it comes. We don't need another commission to look at evidence. I appreciate what uh, Congressman O'Rourke has said. It is time for us to simply realize that this country will not heal. All that a country is is a collection of people. We don't need another commission to look at evidence. It's just time that we simply realize. Yeah. First off. Yeah. I just wanted to go over that. That's what she said. People heal when there's some deep truth telling. We need to recognize that when it comes to the economic gap between blacks and whites in America, it does come from a great injustice that has never been dealt with. Okay. Reparations. Let's let's ask the Native American Indians how well that their reservations are working out. Uh, I think they have like the highest alcoholism rate. From what I've seen, they're pretty terrible. Yes, um, and I haven't seen much. My statistical sampling is really low on that. But. Well, it's like, and and my mom used to volunteer. I think in North Dakota or South Dakota on uh, Pine Pine Ridge Indian Reservation uh, because it's they're they're terrible. They're absolutely <laughs> terrible. What the government has done to quote unquote take care of people you need to look no further than those types of things this is just another overarching just the whole the whole mood of the night which is this taxation well it's really just to provide things for people and the first thing she said was this is just payment of a debt that is owed and the obvious response for me for that is owed owed by who right like how do i owe a debt personally how do i owe a debt well you, you you benefited off the backs i guess i guess so yeah um hmm i don't know how that how that works out very well maybe we could ask thomas jefferson for some of his money we could try and go for, to their families maybe the yeah. other family estates still around somewhere i don't know yeah, probably look not. up the look up the lineage but that's the 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 normal argument of the, there's no one alive right now that's had slaves before not in america Right. In, the, in other countries, probably still people alive that have had slaves. Yes. But um, probably in uh, in Somalia, we'll wait and see if Ilhan Omar has anything to say about that. We after, don't really she, after she goes. No, yet. After she gets back. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah. 
So no one here owes a debt to black people right now. No. I'm sorry. I don't owe anyone any money. I, none of my money is owed to anyone. I made it off of my own labor and my own time. Right. And I didn't start from just like the most, you know, I I didn't even, I wasn't blue collar. I, I didn't even have a collar. <laughs> you know? I was collarless. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like, um. Like Michael Scott would say, I'm I'm colorblind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know. Blue collar, white collar. Yeah, I'm color, black collar. I'm colorblind. Exactly. So, um, I, I, don't, I don't even wear a collar. And <laughs> neither one of us, neither one of us came from like a, a a super wealthy upbringing or anything like that. But somehow we owe money for simply being white. Really, right. that's that's it. Which is racism in itself, by yes. the way. That me, because I am white, owe something. That I owe something. Because of that. That's straight up racism for sure. It is. It's like actual racism. And do we go after the 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 black people from Africa that actually sold the other black people? Because they so. made money. They they sold their people and made money. Yeah. So we gotta get that money back. Well, we'll have to ask Ilhan Omar to bring some back when she, <laughs> when she gets goes. back from Somalia. I don't oh, know. I man. don't know. <laughs> um yeah, so the obviously the idea of reparations just doesn't hold up because no one alive right now owes any money to anyone. Right. That's in that's in the US. So that's now can you say that they possibly had an unfair advantage uh because they were slaves at at that time? Yes, probably. I mean that's something that would hold you back. Yeah. I would think, because most of them weren't educated. Most of them couldn't read or write or do those types of things. Um but a lot of them like well, I wouldn't say a lot of them, but you had people like Frederick Douglass and people that were well-educated. Um, and now, literally in America, there is no excuse anymore. And I think if you look at the policies that have led to, uh, let's say, inner city, um, where a lot of minorities are struggling, uh, they don't they do not do anything right now. No. You know, like the housing is taken care of. The food is taken care of. All of that's taken care of, and conditions just keep getting worse. I mean, I mean the, look at Baltimore right now. The public school system is a complete failure for these people in yes. the inner city. They're they're coming out of high school with like like one percent of them can read right. when they get out of public school. Yet they, they're still graduating somehow. Still graduating because you can't. And they got their free education. Yes. And one percent of the people can actually read. But it's like, well, they don't have free college though. But if we just have free college, but, that would but the thing it. about it is, yeah. is, how do you go to college without being able to read? They'll just pass you through and give you that degree. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just like the public system. And does. then when you can't read the email from your boss, they're just going to keep paying you. Yeah, they'll they're, have you're to. not going to get fired. Yeah, well, they'll probably have to institute a law that says that no one can be fired, like some of the Democratic candidates want to institute, actually, right? right. Uh, or some laws saying that that you have to have whatever whatever just cause for anyone to be fired. Um, they'll make up every kind of rule that there is that will make it like, like in the government, it's nearly impossible to fire someone who works for the government. Right. Nearly impossible. Well, and the one thing we talked about yesterday on the show, you know, this is life, liberty and the pursuit of meaning. Meaning is probably the most important thing in your life because without meaning and responsibility, nothing else can take place in your life. If everything in your life was actually taken care of and you didn't have a reason to get out of bed, you wouldn't get out of bed. And that starts a whole vicious cycle of depression that a lot of these people find themselves in that leads to all kinds of things that do not have 
a meaningful life to them because we were built for that. That's what we were built for. We were built for adventure and meaning and and figuring things out. Conflict. Yeah. One All of the, the things um, I, I like Jordan Peterson when he talks about, uh, I believe it was uh, Carl Jung. He was talking about Carl Jung and some of the stuff that he was saying. He's, he was saying that if... If we had, if humans, if all they had to do was, you know, eat cake and busy, busy themselves continuing the species that we'd find, the first thing we would do is find a, a big enough hammer to smash it all to pieces just so something interesting would happen. Yeah. And if you look at life, like that's actually true because if you look at the people who, let's say you even look at people who retire, right? They don't have a job anymore. They just kind of travel around or whatever. Their life degenerates pretty quickly. Versus the people who continue to work or continue to have some type of purpose and meaning in their life. Because if you don't have that, then your brain has nothing to actually psychologically to physically conquer anymore. And so then it's just like, well, what's the point? You know, you, you have this vicious cycle of depression. And look at your life. You can ask yourself this question. You know, if you don't have anything meaningful, if you don't have a job, right, if you don't have something in your life that gives you a reason to get out of bed. How do you feel about your life? It's not good. I've been there. It's not good. You probably, um, you don't have much self-worth, I would say, which that comes from that meaning whenever you, you do actually have it. I think some of that, um, maybe some of the negative responses to what you just said when you said, well, if, if, you, if you don't have a job, what I think a lot of people look at jobs in the completely wrong way. They look at a job as something you have to go do so you can so you don't starve to death basically so you have a place to live but what a job is is you in our system the best the best part of our system is that what a job is is you going and being productive in society and and providing something for other people that's what a job is now our politicians have done a great job of pointing all this negative all this all these negative emotions at the people who own the business that facilitates that job. But what people forget to realize is that if you work at McDonald's, you're providing food to people in some kind of way. McDonald's needs you to, to be able to help do that. And, and a service. If you work a at smile. Walmart, you're providing every product that someone needs in their life if you, if you work there. And no, you're not making as much as the CEO is, but also... Walmart runs on a 2% profit margin. There's not enough money for everyone to be making what the CEO does. Even it's, worse than insurance companies. Yeah, even worse. Even Yeah, they're actually worse than, than health insurance companies. But um, the, other, the other side of this where uh, she was talking about this debt that's owed, and then basically we're going to pay out, she said, up to $500 billion um, to people who need it. And it kind of goes along this whole theme that we can just – uh, create more and more taxation in our economy and tax and tax more and more and spread out more money and and that that's not going to affect people negatively at all like the idea that this money can just be taxed out of the economy by the government and then given to black people and it's not going to affect anyone it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really make much sense because everyone everyone has some kind of taxes that they pay all the time and even though we we look at people who uh, who maybe they don't make enough money to actually pay income taxes, and they still pay taxes. And and what I mean by that is obviously you have your sales taxes, but then 
the the taxes that the income taxes that everyone else pays are cooked into the price of everything that you buy on a daily basis everything the tax taxation touches every single thing that you're going to look at today there's some kind of taxation that has touched that at some point in time and that has affected the price of that it has affected the production of that whatever that is it slowed down the production it's made it more expensive all these kinds of things. So this idea, and it, it was kind of the same thing with Medicare for All, too. This idea that you can just take this money out of the economy, and then you're going to be able to give it to people who need it, and we're all going to be better, is just some some type of fairy tale land. That's That's really all it is, because it's going to affect the economy. And thinking that it's not going to affect the economy is is really dangerous. That's That's the... The number one theme that I see from these people on that stage is that they think that the government can take more and more money from, they think that the, the government can take more and more money from billionaires and evil corporations, and then somehow that's not going to filter down to, to all the people who are at the bottom in some kind of way. And rest assured, corporations do not pay taxes. They, do, they pay no taxes, ever. And, yeah. I, and you can say Amazon doesn't pay taxes, they do still pay money to the government, but they didn't pay that. That's cooked into the price that they charge you for everything all the time because all of the money that millionaires, billionaires, and corporations have came from you. That's what all of their money is. It came from you. So taking more from them just means they're going to take from you. And then the government's going to spend it inefficiently and do a bad job allocating the resources because it's impossible to manage all of this. We've already seen it happening. We've seen it with healthcare, how expensive healthcare has become. We saw it in the Soviet Union where they were trying to manage 25 million different products and all of their prices and make sure that they were all getting produced at the right amounts and, and getting sold for the right prices. It doesn't work. So this idea that you're going to take it from productive people and put the money in the hands of the government and they're going to produce something better than the productive people are going to produce is an absolute fallacy. Well, just look at McDonald's. You don't even have a dollar menu anymore. I know. What happened to that thing? A dollar thirty-nine menu. Yeah, it's everything's forty cents more. Why? Yeah. Why did that happen? Uh, greed, I would say. Corporate greed. <laughs> yeah, this this could be the only reason. <laughs> they just got to make more money. Now their uh, their profits have not been going not been going up by that amount every every single year. They have been up over the last couple of years. They actually went through a period of time. Uh, three or four years ago where people were talking about McDonald's going out of business, just similar to how people were talking about Walmart going out of business a couple of years ago. Um, and they kind of, they've had to adjust a, a little bit, but it's the, the reason that they're not making much in net profit is not because they're paying out a bunch of money to their CEOs or anything like that. Right. Or in stock buybacks, evil, evil stock buybacks for all those shareholders which is half of the people in the united states by the way shareholders of companies half of the people in the united states so um it's not because of their ceo payment because their ceo payments like 0.0001 percent of what their net profit is at the end of the day so that i think that's what people's minds go to well they only made two percent profit because they pay their they pay their administrators so much money. Well, then it's the easy it's the easy way to think about it. Yeah. You know, because it's like, well, all these millionaires and billionaires, they have so much money, like it wouldn't hurt. We can just take a little more from them, it wouldn't hurt. But you don't it's hard to think about what 
what the implications of that actually amount to. And it's devastating. Did you know I kept talking that entire time that you were gone? Yeah, I heard you. I heard you. It was beautiful. Charlie's groceries got delivered. Is that what happened? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. The the groceries were here. (laughs) So I was talking to the wall (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) It was. uh, Isn't that amazing though? The show must go on. I don't even know what I said. I blacked out. I'm not even. I'm not even sure. (laughs) I'll have to go back and listen to that. That sounds great. Did I tell you about my HOA meeting the other day? Oh no! Holy crap! If you want to hear local, local, extreme local government, by the way, there can be tyranny on a local level. Just, Mm -hmm. just so you know, everybody loves that power. Mm. It's not always great. Just because the local people did it, It your your neighbor can still take your money from you against your will. (laughs) But um, so we had a HOA meeting. What's happened here is uh, I live in a, I don't know that it's not like a low-end neighborhood in Nashville, but it's it's definitely not the nicest area of town or anything like that. We have an HOA. And you I actually, don't live in the Governor's Club? I don't live in the Governor's Club. <laughs> okay. No, I do not. Um, I, I live uh, in Antioch, close to uh, Percy Priest Lake. And so we pay our HOA fee. And I actually like HOAs, even though I'm not a big fan of, you know, people being able to tell you what to do on your own property. I do like the safety of living inside of an HOA because they can make sure... Or the sure, perceived safety? Yeah. They, they're supposed to make sure that your neighbors cut their grass and that the there's not broken down cars all over the place and that people don't paint their house pink or s- something like that, you right. know? So I like, I like that idea because there's a it, standard. it protects home value. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's why I like that. Well, the people in our HOA, people in our HOA have decided that we're paying out too much money to this HOA and that we should have, well, for all the money that we're paying out, we should have a pool and a park community center and all kinds of stuff like that over there you know how much we pay thirty dollars 25 bucks a month 25 bucks a month 25 bucks a month and people have become outraged that we don't have a pool and a park in our neighborhood um which by the way i did the the math on that um a a pool to go into our neighborhood would cost about half a million dollars after all of the regulations uh it's at least a hundred thousand dollars to get a a Concrete pool that size, uh, you got to build a building alongside it with bathrooms and showers. Uh, you got to put a big fence around it, per Tennessee law, and all of these things. You got to have your liability insurance. Anyway, it's going to cost about half a million dollars. How many it, homes? Um, there's 500 in the in the HOA. Um, I don't know what that comes out to, but basically, it would take them about 20 years to save up the money they wanted to cut out of what we're paying for other stuff to uh-huh. get a pool. Um, and then a park, there's really no great places for it to go. Um, it's, so basically it's $12,500 a month in HOA fees out yeah. of the 500 so homes. The, the budget that I saw was basically, it came out to about a hundred thousand dollars a year is what, is what total HOA payments yeah. were. So, um, and that money gets paid out. There's like no, there's like, they keep a store of a few thousand dollars, mm-hmm. which they just had to use cause we just had like a part like kind of a tornado go through a few weeks ago and knocked down a bunch of trees and the HOA had to pay to get a, all the community trees cut out and, right. and taken out. They had to pay thousands of dollars to do that. So anyway, so these people rose up in the HOA and they went around and got enough petitions and proxy votes signed up and removed our HOA board. So the whole board, the whole board, they removed the whole HOA board because uh, our HOA board had not done anything to help the people. All they were doing, all they were concerned with was sending out letters about mowing your grass 
and keeping cars out of the road and pulling your trash cans back to your house after your trash gets delivered and uh, or gets taken stuff like that you have trash delivered yeah we have trash brought out to each house actually every monday so um <laughs> yeah uh, so they take the trash is what they is what they actually oh, okay. do um so these people rose up and they and they removed the hoa board and then they had to we got to have a new vote that night and the people who brought the proxies to the that's everyone else signing off their right to vote basically for you to vote in their stead um they ended up having to vote that night and those same people got to use those same proxies to vote for themselves to be on the hoa board so we have a whole new hoa board of people who now are uh, somehow think they have convinced the people in our neighborhood that the hoa makes enough money to put in a pool and a park and it just reminded me of what we're going through right now because if you looked at the numbers for like two seconds, you can see that it's it's literally impossible to for our fees. Our twenty five dollars a month is not going to pay for a pool and a park. Well, just raise the fees. That's yeah. That's exactly and that's the what thing. they're going to do. That's what you'll have to do. They're going to have to raise <laughs> the fees. They'll have to raise them from twenty five to about a hundred dollars a month to be able to make enough money um, in ten years to pay for the pool basically yeah that's if they save that money and they don't use it on other stuff so it reminded me well, of the situation just, that we're H- in your hoa needs to go into debt because we had this little exactly that's if they take out a loan in the hoa's name i don't i don't know what what the rules are in that yeah but i could totally see them doing that we had this little this little aoc wannabe that got everyone all riled up just out there spouting complete nonsense just lying to people as much as possible and got the people all worked up about the fact that the HOA must have been stealing our money because we should have been able to have a pool by now. And no one ever thought for more than two seconds about what a pool would actually cost and whether or not the <laughs> HOA is actually taking in enough money to be able to do this. And it just reminded me, I mean, this stupidity goes all the way down to a very local level. It's right. not just... Into the heart of your neighborhood. <laughs> it's not, And we're in Tennessee. Yeah. You know, it's not just the whole national level and this 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 crowd mentality goes all the way down to like a, a hundred people, and yeah. they're still complete idiots when it comes to economics. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, and um, she was looking at houses and stuff, and there was this one condo or something. The HOA was like three hundred and something dollars a month for HOA fees. Yeah, I'm like, there must be gold flakes in that pool. Yeah. <laughs> There are uh, the average in Nashville is 190 a month. That's the that's the average. Like you're paying rent on top of mortgage. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and you're doing it so you can have a pool and a park and a dog park or a community center or whatever whatever that go live in an apartment complex. Right. Okay. Just go do they that. Have all that. Yeah. Don't create some extra couple hundred bucks a month that I need to pay. So I so your kids can have a pool. Okay. <laughs> right. This is ridiculous. What about your kids? I don't have any kids. Yeah. And I keep getting charged money for other people's kids all the time. <laughs> I made the decision to not have kids right now. Right. And I'm still having to pay for kids. But you owe it. Yeah. You owe it to the kids, Nate. I guess it's so. It's for the kids. It's for the betterment of the you know, the public good, our society. <laughs> you know? Now what it is is these parents don't want their freaking kids in the house anymore. So they wanna come they wanna create some kind of thing close to their home that they can tell their kids to go do something else somewhere. I mean, you know where they wanted to put this park? You know where our, our road coming into our neighborhood, uh-huh. it divides out, and there's all those trees in the middle? Yes. They want to take out those trees, which, by the way, it's like $200,000 probably to excavate that land right there because it's completely full of trees. 
and it's on public property. So you're going to have all these government restrictions, all, all of these different regulations for doing that. You're going to have to pay someone because of the regulations. You're going to pay two, $3,000 a day for the excavation at least. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they wanted to take that out and put a kid's play park in the middle of the road <laughs> going into our neighborhood. Literally, our road divides out right well, there. Hey, it, it the divides. street's already clear. They should just put it in. The, in the, just put just it right put there it in right the road. In the they don't even have to excavate it. Yeah. It's already excavated. It's save money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they're not doing that. <laughs> so their grand idea was to put the kid's playland between the two busiest, literally in between the lanes of our road yeah, where they split out where kids are just going to be running back and forth all the time going to that area. Well, you just put it in a crosswalk. Yeah. Then the, yeah. And, a, and a sign that says slow children slow. at play there. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> so ridiculous. Good Lord. But I just thought, what a great idea. Oh man. I can't believe you don't support it. I know. Mate. I know. It's just cause Based, I don't, you hate kids. It's cause I hate kids. <laughs> it's the only yeah, explanation. Cause I'm not a parent. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, I was thinking about the three hundred and something dollars in HOA fees that I was talking about, and I was telling you like that's rent on top of like paying a mortgage. And you know, if you remember when you and I first moved to Nashville ten years ago, you remember what our rent was? Ugh. Me, you, and another guy. There were three of us. We yeah. split. We split a fifteen hundred square foot three bedroom apartment in Antioch, and our rent payment was two hundred and sixty eight dollars each. <laughs> amazing that same place ago. what do you think that same place is right now i don't know it couldn't be oh my god it'd probably be 274 each <laughs> you think it's the same cost i don't know we have to look it up we almost got killed there one time that did happen yeah that almost happened we had to call the cops and it took them what 43 minutes to show up yeah and i thought somebody had a gun chasing me. we literally called them and said hey Someone's pulling a gun out of their truck and saying that they're going to kill us yeah. right now. It took them over 40 minutes yes. to get there in a busy city. Right. I mean, there's like almost 100,000 people in the city. Like this is not just some podunk town where there wasn't any, there weren't any cops right. anywhere. It's a suburb of, of Nashville, but yeah. it's, it's literally, like you said, 100,000 people there. It's 43 minutes for somebody with a gun saying they're going to kill you. Luckily, it turned out to be a bat and it wasn't a gun. But our roommate... Donning, he uh, his hood got smashed by that bat. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and yes. then the guy stabbed his wife. He did. Yeah, yeah. All because the cops took too long to show up. Yep. 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 So uh, that same apartment right now is thirteen hundred a month. Oh wow! Yeah, it's almost and it doubled. was seven eighty nine. Yeah, o- almost doubled. So literally in ten years. Yeah, doubled. That's what we've seen to uh, to our prices here in Nashville they, in that time. They better have. Uh, they better have done some updates. I bet you they got the same crappy environment they had there. Probably. Uh, probably just as bad as it was then, only now it's 10 years older. Wow. Probably. <laughs> so literally we would be paying over $500. Yeah. That's insane. So be careful thinking that if you just get all this down onto the local level, somehow the stupidity will stop. You still have to remain vigilant and you're on your own freaking street. In your own HOA. Because there are enough stupid people on your street to decide that they can that they can spend money that doesn't exist. Okay? So don't just think that it's not just the federal government. It's an entire mentality in the whole country right now. No one has any fiscal responsibility whatsoever. They've all got this mentality that they can get something for nothing all the time. That is the mentality, that you are owed something, that you can have something without mm-hmm. having to pay for it somehow. And that's that's a dangerous mentality, and it's only getting worse. Yep. 
So, it's scary. Scary times we live in. You know what isn't scary? Hitting the subscribe button. Is there still time? There is still. We've extended the offer. Wow. And coupon. Coupon still valid. You've only got the next two minutes. Uh, that's it. Um, and what we'll do is we're going to put a link um, inside of this inside of this episode to take you to the debut of the BernieLies.com merch store. You can go there. You don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss this. We've got some deals that are only available today. And so you can get on there, get those deals, get your Bernie Lies tank top, get your Bernie Lies coffee mug. We've got a nice little design on those things and support the only website that is called BernieLies.com, <laughs> <laughs> which is our website. <laughs> and support the defeat so, of socialist, Marxist, communist policies. And it's not just Bernie that is the thing. Like, we picked Bernie because he's kind of the representation of this mentality i see because so many people follow him and thousands mm-hmm. of people go to see him when he speaks and he fills up arenas when he goes to talk everywhere so it's bernielies.com but it's really more than just trying to take down bernie it's his talking points which are now ingrained into the mentality of our country a large portion of our country actually think that the things he says are possible um, without creating death and destruction for millions of people. And so we want to try to take that apart at BernieLies.com. We're writing articles that are taking out line by line the things that he's saying, the things that Elizabeth Warren is saying, things that AOC says, if we can stand to listen to it at all. And uh, and that's what we're doing. So you can go to the merch store and get a shirt that says BernieLies.com and get that, and you're going to help defeat socialism you should do that by doing that the other thing you should do go to uh the website bernielies.com and also goodmorningliberty.us check us out on facebook at good morning liberty twitter at good am liberty instagram at good morning liberty this is where all the defeating of socialism takes place we're also nate and i are taking this on the road we got a a, a speaking engagement coming up at yale con we're also uh, helping to sponsor that. We'll have a booth there. We're going to be at Politicon here in Nashville. It's going to be huge, uh, October 29th and 30th, I believe. A lot the, of big people at that. Yes. Yeah. Um, ben Shapiro, maybe we'll have him on the show. Yeah, get him on there. Um, and so it's going to be it's going to be really cool. A lot of things going on. We're not just a podcast, and we're not just talking about these things. We're actually going to go to the streets <laughs> with this. Maybe we'll get some rollerblades even, shred the I can't, streets. I can't do that. Can we use scooters? Yes. Instead? Yeah. Okay. The electric ones? Bird scooters, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. They haven't been banned yet. Thank Not God. Yet. Not yet. So anyway, guys, we hope you uh we hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back tomorrow and we hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.